Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts. It was a hobby for a while. And then one day we looked at our accounts and we had we had crossed the seven figure mark. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think this might not be a hobby anymore. Lisa Mays, welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. You turned a hobby into a seven-figure Amazon business, and now you have six Amazon brands. As a mom of four, you are an inspiration to all of us. I cannot wait to jump into this journey and learn about how you built this empire. Well, thank you, Joey, for having me. I really appreciate it, and I'm happy to be here. What inspired you, and we can't forget... Tom, your husband, who you can tell the story, but that's how I actually met you was because of Tom's enthusiastic attitude towards what you have done to build this Amazon business. So, so how did this start? Like what inspired you to venture into Amazon selling? Well, um, in about 2018, Tom, my husband had been having lunch with a guy that we went to church with. And he was, you know, kind of put him on pause for a second and said, oh, hold on. I need to check my Amazon account. And he's like, oh, what are you buying? Ha ha ha. And he's like, no, no, no. I sell on Amazon. And he's like, oh, tell me. So our friend, who is now one of our business partners, was telling him about how he sold his medical equipment on Amazon, but he still had a brick and mortar and it's a Miami based company and it was really successful, but it was just kind of a little side thing. And, uh, he's like, Oh, that's really cool. And he's like, yeah, I probably could use some help. So if you're ever interested, ha ha ha, you know, let me know. So he came home and he told me about it and I was like, okay. And you know, he's got his normal job and I had been out of work, out of the workforce for a while with my kids, but they were getting older and they didn't need me as much. And I was like, Oh, I really want something to do. And I always had like little side jobs. So I'm always busy. And I did a lot of volunteer work and I did a lot of stuff with my church, but it was just something I, there was like a void. And so I was like, yeah, I'm interested. And, uh, we started looking on, Oh, we got jungle scout. It was this little like app that we put on the computer and it was opening up all these windows and doors to like new products. And this is what you can buy and you can buy and sell this. And it was kind of like just the intro to what the Amazon world was. And, um, he was like, God, this is really cool. And I'm like, okay. And I just kind of went along with it. And we ended up over time, we joined up with, with our, with our friend Andy and, and we started helping him sell more stuff on Amazon so he could focus his, world on, on his brick and mortar. And that was starting to take off. And we're like, Oh, I think we could, we could really do a partnership with this. And so, um, we did, we started working with him and then we, we tried a few products from like Alibaba. I think we bought from, and we, we brought in some stuff, we packaged it up and we sent it into Amazon. And I was like, wow, okay, this is a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> so, um, we, along the way, Tom had found this Amazon group that's under Carlos. And oh yes. Carlos we, we, Alvarez. Yes. So he's like, I think we need to learn a little bit before we like 
waste all of our time and money because we don't know what we're doing. Nothing. Not, didn't know anybody who sold on it except for Andy. And uh, he went to his first Wizards of Amazon group in Miami. And he's like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. So yes. then I went and went a few times and we got to, you know, learned about everybody else's businesses and Carlos would have all these speakers in and Carlos is amazing. And he kind of convinced us to give it a shot. So he became our mentor and that's kind of yeah. where it started. And then it went from the little brand and that brand grew and then another brand and another brand, but then the pandemic hit and yes. we were kind of just starting up when that came about and it put a huge hold on all of our imports because we, of course, we started with Alibaba. So a lot of our connections were in China. So we were shipping in, shipping, shipping in. in. Yeah. So were you still selling the medical devices that you had done with the first guy? We did. We were still selling that. And then along the way in uh, China, we had found like non-needle syringes and wipes and all of these things that were that we could bring in and sell kind of under the, that umbrella. And um, also along the way, we had met a ceramics manufacturer through Carlos. Okay. And through that, we, we saw, started doing a coffee accessory brand and then a bonsai pot brand. And those were kind of like the little things that we were doing. And yeah, that uh, bonsai pot brand <laughs> is phenomenal. I absolutely love it in the videos and the brand building, which we can dig all into. But when I first yeah. saw that product probably a year ago when I met Tom, I was really blown away and impressed. Like it didn't look Perfect. little to me. Well, it started little and it started with just the ceramics. But when the pandemic came and we couldn't afford to bring these containers over, it got unreasonable we thought we need to start sourcing in the u.s and then we thought you know what what goes with bonsai pots bonsai dirt so we decided to bag dirt i'm like okay so we ordered mounds of dirt first time front yard middle of pinecrest huge mound of dirt covered it up with some tarps hired some guys from the home depot brought them over, put some music up, put a tarp up, a tent, and we were bagging. And that's where it started. <laughs> this is phenomenal for everybody listening. Do you hear this? You can just sell dirt on Amazon. Like, don't overcomplicate it. Lisa and Tom were selling dirt. And you still sell dirt, right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, our biggest money makers are dirt and water. So I think it's just funny because there's all these amazing things out there and our bread and butter is dirt and water. So we sell water, uh, distilled water for our medical brand, do that. And then we sell the dirt and the dirt has expanded into who knows how many kinds of, of soils and all different kinds of blends. And it's really fun. So did you ever think when you went through college, you're like, one day I am just going to know everything about dirt. Like I will be a dirt master. <laughs> no. And you know what? It's become really interesting and fun for me because I've never had a green thumb. So we always joke. I'm like, yeah, I might want to learn a little bit more about it. And I have. And so it's pretty cool. So I have an office full of plants and I'm like, it's my goal to keep them alive. <laughs> 
It's my goal to keep my plants alive too. And I sell nothing to do with plants and I kill everything. My yeah. son got a bug house and it's like, you know, the, the second the bug gets in the bug house, we end up killing it somehow. So uh, yeah, well, it's okay. It's fun to play with. So, but yeah, so that's, that's where we are. Dirt and water. It's great. I love it. So then, yeah, yeah it's a, non-traditional route, but I also heard you say in there that you took on a mentor and you, you and you are a go-getter. I can hear it in your voice. And I've heard stories from Tom about you and to know that even though you're very intelligent and Tom is successful in his job, you still were like, Hey, we should get a mentor and get help from somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah, no, that's, Probably the biggest key I would tell anyone is to have a mentor because, I mean, there's so much to learn. And I mean, I, I think, I feel like I only know like 20% of what there is to know. And thank goodness for Carlos. And luckily, like he and Tom have become fast friends. Best friends. friends. I know. They're, They're awesome. And- yeah. So I, I love that for them, but I also get to tag along and like hear all the good scoop and all the good tidbits. And Carlos is amazing. Like what he has done and built blows me away. And it's weird. I could come up with any of 100 questions and I can WhatsApp him and he'll always respond and he always knows the answer. And I'm like, how do you know that? Yeah. How do you know that? Yeah. yeah. And it takes experience and a team of coaching. And that's why for AMZ insiders, like we're a team of coaches and we love Carlos and we all collaborate in this Amazon space. Everybody collaborates. And that's one of the reasons when I sold my first business, I wanted to stay selling and working in Amazon because there's no other industry that everybody wants to help everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I mean, there's definitely room to go around. So it's not like uh, someone's going to take up all the customers. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Like there is room for all of us at the table. There's always people shopping. Oh yeah. Always. It's just getting bigger. So. Yes. And you know, I didn't even think about buying dirt. I don't need the medical. Well, actually we might need the medical water because um, I do have businesses tied to medical, but it's just, I love learning and hearing what other people are are selling and how mm-hmm. everybody can collaborate. So thank you for being open and, and sharing it with us. It makes this podcast so much more interesting to know that you're building past seven figures and beyond off of the dirt and water. And of course your other brands, but I yeah. think it's, um, you know, when you're building these businesses, it, there's a lot that goes into it. I don't mean to make it sound simple. Can you share some of like the key lessons you learned along the way? You started to talk about sourcing. So I'm sure there were some lessons in there. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess when it comes to sourcing, so Tom is really, that's his expertise. We do it together, but he loves to dig and research and find a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend mm. who sells this and he likes to do that. And that's cause we, we really have tried to source more from the U S than ever before. And I love that for many reasons. Go yeah, USA. Tell me about that. Let's talk yeah. about that. I get that question all the time is people saying, should I source in the U S or in China? So I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. So 
Yes, honestly, it can sometimes be more expensive. More often, it's more expensive. But it's it's right here and it's supporting, well, it's supporting the U.S. in general, which I love. But also after the, um, the issues with all of the importing and um, the container costs, that kind of put a lot of, I guess, emphasis on finding other routes. I, we have amazing partners over in China and they work, they're awesome. And I, I'm not discounting that at all, Sure. but the shipping, the shipping was the biggest key to make us kind of switch our gear and go and go domestic. So, um, but you know, aside from like the sourcing there versus here, it's really about building the relationships with your suppliers. So mm-hmm. we have amazing manufacturers in China. And then we have amazing manufacturers here. So it's kind of like whatever, you know, what we're looking at, we have to balance the relationship with the price, with the shipping. And then we have to decide, you know, it's also the time. Do you have time to wait three months for something to get here? Yeah. So the same thing, this must've been 2021 because I had the same situation, similar situation. I'll say, with the shipping containers, they'd say, hey, it's going to be there in three months. And then it turned out it was like seven months. So Mm -hmm. I had to pivot as well and find U.S. suppliers. Mm -hmm. And is that when it was 2021 COVID time? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like mid. It was like late 2020, early 2021. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. I I ran into the same issue. So um, tell me what you did about the price, because for me, there was a big $20 difference from when I sourced in the U S versus China, meaning I spent $20 more per unit. Yeah. Well, we not only, we we had to look at the price and decide what products were we going to do. And that's kind of when we, we kept our staples and we tried to load up as much as we could in containers so that we would have them. And we had opened up another warehouse here locally. So we would bring everything in, and let it sit. And sometimes it had to sit. And then sometimes we could turn it around quickly, but that's when we kind of expanded our dirt line. And then we got into fertilizers. What goes with dirt fertilizers. So now we're doing, we have another supplier for, for dry fertilizer and one for liquids. And we just keep expanding on what we have and who we know. And, you know, you start talking to the bottler of our liquid fertilizer. And now he says, Hey, have you ever thought of this? Well, no, actually we haven't, but now we are. So it just keeps like snowballing. And so now luckily we have about half from China and half from the U.S. of our products. So it's becoming a better balance and the shipping costs are going a little, are going down. So, so that's that's a blessing. So that is, no, that's awesome. Um, I love how you were just talking about when you make the relationship with your supplier, then they actually give you product ideas to add into your store that are going to build your brand. Yes. Yes. They become invested. I think, you know, and and we've had suppliers that we have invested in, you know, we wanted to do a little bit something extra with one of our suppliers. And so we partnered up with them for some more machinery. Now, yes. Are they going to use it for other people? Yes. But are they going to put us first as a priority? Absolutely. And, you know, we've taken trips to go to wherever to visit a supplier when, you know, 
they they don't get visits all the time and it's good to develop those relationships and know about their families and know how their business got started and it just becomes a little bit more personal and so they take more of an interest in our success and we take more of an interest in their success and it just makes things a little easier so one of my old suppliers um <laughs> reached out to me like a couple days ago and she, it was on WhatsApp and she was like, can you buy from me? And I wrote back, she was like, I miss you. Are you going to buy from me? And I said, (laughs) you know, and I had tried to explain to her before, like I no longer own that business. So I'm not buying your products. But then she came back and was like, I really miss you. And like, I feel like we're friends, but you're not buying from me. But are we still friends? And I was, and you know, her name, it's so cute, but you know, her name is Wendy, but who knows what her name really is, but her name's Wendy. And I was like, Wendy, we are still friends. And it hurt my heart because I'm like, maybe I could find something to buy from her. (laughs) Right. Right. It's yeah. And it's funny how you learn the culture and how they say things and speak. And I don't know, it's just, it's kind of fun. Like, you know, I have, yes, dear. (laughs) Yes, dear. Yes. Um, and in that vein, we have, we have a lot of our VAs, our helpers that, that help us. Um, they're from the Philippines or uh, wherever they're from. And it's so cool to hear about their life and where they work and what they do on their off time and all of that. And it's just, it's just kind of fun. Yeah. So tell me about how, how it's going with VAs, the virtual assistants and how you like to find your VAs. Um, well, let's see. I've used a couple of avenues. Um, a couple of people we've had referred to us by other people that are in the Amazon group or in the Amazon world that have used them and just for some reason don't have that project anymore, or they've moved on to something else. Um, but they have a specific skill set, And so, you know, my main guy is amazing and he's been with us for years and, you know, he's been through marriages and divorces and babies and this and that. Aww. And it's just fun to you know learn about his life, but he's always there and we get in our rhythm. You know, he works when we sleep and he sleeps when we work and he's always there, you know, ready to go when we're, when we're ready to go. Um, and then I have hired other writers for, you know, some of my blog sites off of certain, um, I actually am a recruiter by trade. That's what I grew up doing. So that's oh. kind of one of my skill sets. So I was able to find some really good talent that has now been hired to help us write blogs and do all of that fun stuff. So um, that's that's really the two ways that we've brought on our VAs. I love that you were a recruiter and can bring that asset into hiring for your Amazon business. And I find that with, you know, I've helped over a thousand people sell on Amazon through my coaching program. And I always want people to know whatever skill set they have or whatever they were doing or are doing before starting their Amazon business, your skill sets apply because it is a 360 business. You have to do everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's probably... That's probably the biggest thing that you need to know before you venture into any kind of business is what's, what are you good at? Because then you know what to stay, stay in your lane and then get somebody, somebody else or a lot of other people to do the rest of the things. So, 
Yes. I try to say that a lot. I say that a lot too. I got to stay in my lane. Like, like with Jamie, my business partner, I'm like, okay, that's what Jamie's going to present on this. And I stay in my lane over here. Yes. I know my, I know my limits. <laughs> yes. Well, one other thing you mentioned, uh, with the VAs, I do love that they work while we're asleep and you wake up and there's like work being done. Yeah. I wake up and, and everything that I put down right before I closed out the day before is, is there. And I'm like, ah, oh, you're awesome. <laughs> I know. It makes me feel so much more productive. Like when I woke up this morning and there was like all these videos and stuff for me to review, I was like, ah, oh, that was amazing. I woke up and all this was done. Yeah, it was great. So let's talk about the turning point and your breakthrough moment when you started to think, oh, wow, I think this Amazon thing is a real business. This is not actually a hobby. Mm. Yes. So it was a hobby for a while. And then one day we looked at our accounts and we had, we had crossed the seven figure mark. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think this might not be a hobby anymore. So that's when we decided like, okay. I mean, not that we weren't serious about it before, because it is a lot of hard work but it's always fun. And I felt like once we crossed that mark, that seven figure mark, I was like, yeah, I think we did it. And now we can just have more fun, like just making it bigger. So it is fun, right? Like you have a good time. I know it's work, but it's also fun. Well, we decided the day we stop having fun doing it is when we need to rethink it. So it's just, I mean, not to sound cavalier, but we don't need to do it. Um, My husband has an amazing job and he's really good at it. And he's probably the best that I've seen. So we, and he's been doing it for 30 years. So we have that and we have our family and our kids are all almost out of the house. I got one left, but they're, they're on their way out. So we thought, you know, we need to do something that's fun that connects us. And it's really been great. So yeah. (laughs) Have your kids pitched in on the business? You know, (laughs) we, well, they've bagged dirt. They've worked in my warehouse, some by choice, some by payoff. Um, (laughs) Some had to work off some some things, some payments. And we (laughs) said, you want to go work in the warehouse? Oh, okay better than, you know, working somewhere else. You got nice, nice bosses. So, um, but it's kind of cool. We actually have, I wish that I had some of these skills when I was younger instead of waiting. I'm 53. So I'm kind of, you know, getting up there and I am learning all of these new things. And I'm like, with all of this stuff, I hope my kids like take advantage of, you know, classes in college they can take on entrepreneurship or, you know, SEO or e-commerce or all of these things that are in our faces. And really, I mean, that's, that's kind of the the future. And um, so some of them have been interested and some of them are a little less interested, but at least, you know, we talk about it. They always roll their eyes. They're like, oh, could you guys stop working? Cause you know, I have a home office, so I am always Thanks. here. Yes. And my, my daughter, she'll joke, you know, oh, she's a stay at home. 
And I'm always like, no. And she's like, I'm just kidding. She, they just joke me because they, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm working when I'm in my office. And they're like, nah, yeah, maybe. So um, and then when we show them our, our accounts and they see the, the income and the sales and all. The I was going to ask that. Yeah. That, like, do you show them the like, money? <laughs> no way. And then we say, yeah, but it's being reinvested and we teach them about that. So it is kind of cool that we are working from home and they can see what it is to have a business and they know it's no joke. So, uh, and hopefully we could make, you know, some of these brands might be around when we can pass them down to them. I don't know. We haven't decided that yet, but yeah, maybe some will be around. You could sell some. What do you think about that when you think about selling or exiting? And has anybody approached you to buy your brands? Yeah, we've talked with some people about exiting. And I, I, there's just right now we're still enjoying it. And there's we know the things that we want to do with each brand to do more. So it's not like we've run out of ideas or we're tired of it or anything like that. So um, we're not quite ready yet, but you know, the right offer comes along. Hey, <laughs> we and have we bought for anything. There's a price yeah. for everything. <laughs> yeah. We'll just start another company. I'm, you know, <laughs> that, that was my thought. Well, you've already done it with, you know, six different brands. And that was my thought when I grew my business and I, I was so emotionally attached to it. And then I reminded myself, hey, you know what? I know how to sell on Amazon. So mm -hmm. I can just do this again. Exactly. And, um, you know, we've, we just started three little, I call them the baby brands because they're just starting. We're just launching. And um, some I'm super attached to. Some I'm just like, uh, let's see how it goes. And then we recently just started doing Amazon influencing that Amazon influencer program. And that's like super fun. I mean, we, we've been doing it for a month and a half. We have like 500 videos up already. So, so you're like doing, so you got into the associates program and now you're trying to do be the influencer. Right. Like we got accepted to the Amazon influencer program so we can do the video reviews and you know, right now it's like all the craze because you can make some really good money and it's kind of fun and we have a great time doing it. We're just like walking around the house. What can we review? So, um, yeah, it's, it's so, been fun. So on that, the influencer, um, just to explain for all the listeners. So you are posting your videos actually to the Amazon influencer page, which will attach to the products on Amazon. So people are seeing it when they're shopping. Correct. Yes. So we make the shoppable videos for anyone except our own. <laughs> we can't do them right. on our own. But uh, yeah, so it's been great. It's been really fun. I've, I was very surprised. Of, of course, Tom brought the idea home and said, hey, guess what I want to do? <sighs> okay, what would you like to do? And he said this and I said, what? Really? He's like, yeah, check it out. And he showed me some video. I'm like, okay. Okay. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I have, um, I have my five-year-old doing it because I'm trying to help him get his businesses going. And that was one he could grasp. He could completely understand. He plays with a toy. We put that user-generated content, influencer content up on the Amazon Associates page. We tag it 
And then whatever money, you know, referral fees come in from that, that goes to my five-year-old to buy more toys. His goal though, is that he wants toys sent to him. Oh, that's starting him young. I love it. Yeah, I, I was like, that. hey. When well, the- he tried to sell popsicles um, and he was like terrible at understanding positioning because he sat at the end of our driveway in the cul-de-sac. And I was like, that's not where you're going to sell a popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. The lemonade stand revisited. That's great. Yes. I love it. Yes. So I was like, let's move to more like something. Um, but he likes the video. So I'm. that's really exciting that you're venturing into the influencer program. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been great. I love it. it. Is it making money yet? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I actually am shocked in a month and a half. I mean, we, we, we put a lot up like Tom doesn't do anything halfway. And so Mm -hmm. I'm right there with him and we're like, all right. And we get a little competitive, like, well, I'm going to do 10 today. Well, then I'm going to do 11. Okay. Um, Oh, so we just, we, we, we're all in. So, but it's fun and, and it's immediate gratification. You know, it you put is. that next week you're getting sales from it. And it's, I think it's amazing. Now, how long it's going to last? I don't know, but sure. Good for Amazon. You know, <laughs> are you guys sharing the influencer account? Well, yes, because, okay. I originally started one and it didn't get approved. You know, the, the three strike rule. Cause I, yeah. again, I didn't do my research and I just did it off of what I thought. And then come to find out there's all these little rules of things of how to get videos approved and everything else. So then we learned and then we went on his account and we did that. So Got he and it. I do okay. it as a partner and it's actually better because husband and wife team, a, a male's perspective, a female's perspective, people who are now reaching out to us to do reviews for them can have their choice. I love that. Yeah. I guess that I was just asking personally, cause I'm like, Hey, I could get into that with, with my son and do, do some also. So that might yeah. be a whole other podcast, but going back to your yeah. selling journey, I wanted to ask you about, um, competition because just having this conversation with you, you seem very confident and you love selling, but where what where do you gauge yourself and your businesses with being competitive and worrying about the competition? Well, I mean, first of all, you can't get too comfortable. So we're always pushing ourselves to do the next best thing or to kind of get ahead of of our business plan. But when it comes to competition, you know, I said before, there's plenty of business to go around and sometimes it's hard because you, you always want to be the best and maybe have a little, your own little secret sauce of something. And and we do have that and we don't share everything, but you know, Mm -hmm. we figure if, if we basically, if we give, we get. So I hope that with the people out there that are our competitors or in the business or what have you, you know, if we're sharing stuff, we'll get stuff in return. So, you know, as far as that goes, but um, to kind of stay ahead of our competition, you know, we're always expanding our, our product line. So we don't just ever like get comfortable and stop and say, okay, that's enough. We're always kind of looking for the next 
better thing for, for our private label brands, which a lot of our stuff is private label. So we have, we can make things better or change, you know, 2.0 or add something to the product line or whatever it is to make what we have better then, you know, we're going to keep striving to do that. So, um, probably we have really good PPC management. So that kind of, I mean, I, I feel like our PPC team for each of our brands are probably the best around. And so that's pushing us ahead of our competition. Um, and what about outside marketing for each brand? Like, do you have Instagram, Facebook pages, YouTube, TikTok? Yeah. Um, we haven't gotten into the TikTok yet. And honestly, I'm really not, that's not my strong suit is social media. I wish that it was, but it's just not. And so we have a really good team of people that handle that for us. And, um, and marketing is always the hard part mm -hmm. um, because it's can be expensive. There's so many vehicles out there to get your get every, you know, get your stuff out there and get it marketed. It's just, it's hard. You know, we've tried things that have failed miserably. We've tried things that have been super successful. So, um, that is hard and it's not my strong suit and it's not Tom's strong suit. So we rely on finding good people to help us do that. So, and, and we have a, a really good team in place. So. Yes. And that's where your recruiting comes in is you get to recognize <laughs> who's going to be beneficial to your business. And it's trial and error. I yeah. do not have a recruiting background, so I've gone through a lot of trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll call it um, lessons, right? I can't remember that saying, but it's like you win or you get a lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes. Definitely. So then how do you split your time between the brands? Is it equally or is it like this one needs more love today? Um, that part's probably my easiest part because, you know, we are a mom and I'm a mom of a lot of kids and I, I, I don't know. I can just, Tom calls me the air traffic controller. Like, I don't know how I know everyone's schedule, where everybody needs to be at any time. And I kind of just apply that over to my brands. Like my brands are kind of like kids, like they each have their own little personality and they each have their own successes and failures. And then sometimes one kid or one brand needs way more attention and the other ones are cruising. And then other times they're all going and they're all going crazy. And that's when it gets hard, but you know, it's doable. Just take your mom's skills and Put it over to that. <laughs> if you ever want anything done, ask a busy mom and she will have it handled immediately. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from the dads, but come on. <laughs> I always like to say as women, we are really good at shopping. And if, if you can apply your shopping skills to building your Amazon business, you're 50% of the way there. I agree. I totally right? agree. That's a, I like that analogy. <laughs> yeah. And well, you did say Tom is good at sourcing too. So Tom's probably decent at shopping, but women in general, we can knock it out of the park. Yeah. 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 I like that. Uh-huh. For sure. I love it. Um, so yeah, that's really cool how you're balancing your family and your brands just kind of come in. Like you now have, you know, uh, 12 children or something like that. So that's yeah. great. And I heard your dogs, you manage the dogs too. I know. And my doggies at five o'clock every day, they're staring at me. So, 
but you know what? It's fun. And I can, I, I can juggle pretty well. And I, and I still, I, honestly, I go to the gym every day. I grow my faith every day. I walk my dogs every day. I hang out with my kids every day. I spend time with my husband outside of work every day. And it's not, I mean, I, I honestly don't know what I would do if I didn't do this. I would probably be bored out of my mind. So yeah. <laughs> Keeps you out of trouble. <laughs> yes, it does. I love it. So looking back at your Amazon journey, is there any advice that you would give to yourself when you were just starting out your Amazon business? Um, probably the biggest piece of advice is don't get discouraged enough that you quit. Use the discouragement or the challenges or the hurdles because any business is going to give you that, especially a business that you're growing without knowing everything. And it's hard and it's a lot of work, but don't get discouraged. Just if something doesn't work, try something different. Um, also figure out what we talked about before, figure out what you're good at and use it. If you're really good at marketing, then use that and develop that piece of your business to the most that you can develop and then rely on other people to do the rest. I love it. So Very I, well. I also wish I had started a lot earlier, you know, when, when Amazon was just selling books and then they started selling, you know, real stuff, you know, that's when, that's when I wish I had gotten in, but Yes. So there's no better time to start than right now because you just started three little micro brands, which will grow and be successful. So yes. the best thing you can do is start now so that in another two, three, four years, you're not like, hey, really wish I would have started in 2023. Exactly. So start sooner than later. Get your kids involved. Do all of that stuff. It's it's been It's been a great journey. So I love it. Well, I think that is wonderful advice to leave everybody with. And I want to say congratulations on what you have built. It's very impressive. I am so blessed to have you on this podcast today to share your story. So thank you for being here. And Thanks. Lisa, until next time, stay fearless. If you're already selling on Amazon or you're looking to get started and you want my help, Go to amzfearless.com to book a free strategy selling session. We can see if we can help you out. That's amzfearless.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless. <laughs>